and gentlemen. Welcome all earthlings and similar types. And innocent earthlings too. The people who really don't know the true story of this subject, which you're going to learn as you continue to tune in each week. Yeah. And we are here to inform you as close to the truth with the information that we gather. And we've got some interesting things for you to listen to tonight. Uh, we have a fellow that uh, is very famous in the field of ufology. He's a, a pilot, a major in the uh, United States Marine Corps, and uh, his name is Donald Kehoe, Major Donald Kehoe. And uh, he gives a speech here, and um, he uh, it's back in 1950. Fifty-five, I think, or something over there in that uh, in that time frame, but uh, it's quite an old uh, recording, and uh, we just want you to listen to what he says. Here we go. We are being observed by some type of device, which is ahead of us, far ahead of us, and is probably controlled by a highly advanced superior civilization. Now, this is a conclusion which I personally have stated and is shared by some members of our Board of Governors and advisors, not all of them. But it has reached to the point where many people in the Air Force have the same conclusion. In fact, the Air Force at one time had a top secret estimate that these things were interplanetary spaceships. So you will see that this, instead of being a uh, subject for ridicule and a big joke, actually is a serious matter which could affect the lives of all of us. According to the United States Air Force, in following a policy which is set probably fairly high in the Pentagon, there are about 250 or 300 extremely incompetent airline and military pilots in this country. They're carrying passengers, they fly across the oceans, and uh, they seem to be quite safe. The airlines let them continue to fly, even though they have reported UFOs. Now, this is not an attack on the Air Force spokesman or the project spokesman. They are simply following orders to explain away all UFO sightings as quickly as possible when they become public and deny that UFOs really exist. Amazing. Well, now. <laughs> That's some uh, bunch of words there. Um, for the I, 1950s, it seemed like today. Yeah, I mean, th this man has uh, knowledge that uh, we didn't have uh, publicly, and uh, and he was trying to share it with the public. And uh, he was cut off um, on a, um, a television uh, special um, called the Texaco Theater. And I happened to be watching that oh, show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, really? The, what, when it happened? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, because I was going to say, wait, before you skip over that, yes, please do tell and me. And I, <laughs> I wasn't interested in the subject at that time. I was young. You know, this happened before I was <laughs> even interested in the what, subject. This was part of your So, I, yeah, I used to watch that show, the Texaco Theater. They used to have interesting uh, people or topics on the show. And, and, and he came on. And all of a sudden, uh, the 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 mic went dead, and uh, he was cut off uh, mid sentence, and 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 it became a story later in in books that I uh, accumulated, 
and it described this very uh, action that took place against uh, Kehoe as he began to speak and announce. Do you that, remember how many words he got out? Like, well, he 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 first he was, was very he was like did, you know softballing it around you know wasn't really touching it and then he got into it deeper and then all of a sudden it stopped and and i i i could come i could come to a, a spot in my books that'll that'll describe that yeah. that exact incident but major keyhole also uh, in his quest to reveal this subject um he he wrote uh, several books uh which i have uh, most of them and one of them is called aliens from space and um he makes a couple of uh great statements on the on the front cover of the book and on the rear of the book which i'd like to repeat to you he says um today which is back then 1960 mm. this book was uh, was put out it says today your government has the information that can take the question mark off chariots of the gods which is a very <laughs> interesting uh connection between the past and and the present and on the front of the book, that's it's like saying um, we have the proof that von Däniken was right. Yes, that, that's exactly what it says on the front. It uh, says new astounding evidence about von Däniken's ancient astronauts and their landings on Earth today, which is quite an interesting connection because uh, uh, you know people didn't think about those things uh, when when this subject first was. Uh, uh, reaching the public's uh, attention in, in the 40s and 50s, there was no thoughts of uh, ancient uh, aliens and ancient astronauts. This was a, a topic that wasn't even on the minds of uh, many, many people until Von Daniken's book came out. And, um, the, True, but there was some interesting things he said in that little speech. It's <laughs> amazing that from the 1950s, um, the interplanetary space travel was a was one of the main theories back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the discussion that that would would uh, would probably uh, take place in the Pentagon would be amazing to have a fly on the wall and hear the conversations that took place during that uh, that particular period. Uh, in July 1947, because when they uh, tried to cut off and did cut off the uh, transmission in, in uh, Roswell, they stopped the information from being broadcasted. And uh, that's when the subject became, uh, you know, classified. And it went up and up and up and uh, eventually became top secret. So the, the classification rose uh, pretty quickly. True, that we've you know several episodes we played the uh, yeah we we went into it and uh, the the old uh, radio broadcast <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I can I can always go back to it but uh, <laughs> I can I can never over uh, overestimate the uh, the value of having that report on my uh, on my podcast because you know it does reveal uh, an announcement that's uh, quite important I mean here we are. In the midst of ending the war and succeeding in, in defeating the enemy, and now we have a an unknown menace. 
that could be a, a real problem. So that's why the, uh, the, the subject had to be uh, secret. And it's still secret. You know, uh, I've often uh, said to myself, what keeps this subject going in, in this classification? Why hasn't it changed? And I did come across a, a book, which I have in front of me. Uh, it's called Project Mindshift. And it's a theory on the, uh, the education or the re-education of the American public concerning the extraterrestrial uh, presence and the use of Hollywood and uh, writers to achieve a, uh, a perception of uh, Martians and the acceptance of the fact that uh, it's not going to be a... Uh, uh, an easy, acceptable subject. So the the use of Hollywood to diminish the fear aspects of it would be employed and uh, successfully used. Uh, the book uh, that I mentioned here, Project Mindshift, uh, suggests the theory that the forces in the U.S. government have actually been conducting a 50-year campaign of re-educating using the media first to conceal and then slowly reveal to the public the possibility of intelligent extraterrestrial life through the use of television, film, print. We have grown accustomed to seeing aliens ranging from the little green men <laughs> that, that take uh, place and it is the claim of Project Mindshift that the agenda has been to get the public used to the idea of E.T.'s presence. And, uh, oh, so that's that, why E.T. came out. And then, <laughs> and then eventually allow us, through our inquisitive nature, to discover these beings on our own. Had we, had we uh, been introduced to such creatures when they first made contact, the government feared that mass hysteria and chaos would have been the result. Yeah. Which I, you know, in hindsight, uh, reflecting back and uh, the caution that uh, each case uh, that reached public uh, attention received, it's no wonder that uh, the public is confused as to the, the facts on this subject. Once that document, the Majestic 12 briefing document came out, it convinced me because the way it was put together could not have been constructed unless the individual knew all of the aspects of the, of the subject. And that subject was an admiral. That man was an admiral. So the admiral would be the top man to know the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. You know, and uh, the dissemination of the subject uh, dwindled uh, through through the use of controlling the uh, the, me the media and the uh, the agenda. When you think about it, military, I mean, their job is taking care of the, take protecting us. Yeah, so national security. May maybe they're protecting us from ourselves in, in a way. I've often reevaluated re those two words. National security can mean a security in, in the defense area, and it also can mean an, an emotional security. Mm -hmm. You know, mass hysteria is just as dangerous 
to the government as as a uh, <laughs> as anything else would be you know sure. uh, uh, a confused society a confused society that's not uh, prepared would go mad and there's been uh, stories of that <laughs> madness maddening crowd in fact i think there's a book out now called the uh, the maddening crowd and it's, and it's a description of, uh, you know, there's a, in fact, there's a movie out now about an asteroid that's uh, going to hit the Earth and, uh, and the, two, the two actors in it trying to tell the public about it and everybody laughs about it. Did you hear about it? It's a new movie that's just been released. By, hmm. uh, well, I remember the one with them. Um, no, this is a new one, <laughs> a new version. Like a, with Liv Tyler and... Uh, yeah. That was good. Actually, yeah. I thought it was good. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, that was different. But this one now is, is like a, a satirical uh, for, uh, focus on it. Sure. That's and, exactly what. And you've, you've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. The, I guess in a way it's the normalization of it or the trivialization or the characterization. <laughs> yeah, to make it dangerous to talk about is is, um, is why I think that the subject is, is is kept out of the press because answering questions for the uh, for the for the White House is not a, an easy thing, as, uh, as we as we notice today. <laughs> every time the press, no, the White. I mean, that's not a place to get any information about this stuff, is it? Yeah, especially when uh, when the questions are screened before they sit down. Yeah, to, who knows? Uh, they, they uh, some things indicate that they don't even know. I think that this subject is so secret that this very podcast is probably Actually, being monitored. Actually, talked about that. <laughs> it, could, it could be. Could, all of them could be. I don't know. You know we're, our, we're our, members, really our members could be CIA. They we're, could be we're, listening. We're just covering the news, folks. We're just bringing it to you. That's right. It starts in 1947, but, you know, it's, we, so we cover a lot of the old news. And we're it starts all American patriots, ago. and we <laughs> believe that the truth is out there. You just have to accept it and be ready for it. Yeah, and be open to it. King King J, welcome to the live room. The dude Sean, welcome back. PCM yours. I think King was here before last time. How about Joey DeVito? PMC yours. I like. It's a good one. Welcome to the live room. We do go live on Podbean at six thirty and Mm -hmm. eight p.m. on other formats. And Mm -hmm. uh, we do appreciate all of you for tuning in. It's it's always a lot of fun. And you know, we we try not to take it too seriously. We we also just like to kind of have a discussion about these things because it's really, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah. I, w- I was just telling my partner, Rob, about this sighting that I, I came across on the uh, YouTube about this group of aircraft that are look like balls of light traveling in a, a formation, and some of them break formation and move around within the formation and then continue on their way. And... Uh, the sighting was made over the Pacific Ocean, and the pilot makes a, a comment on it. And uh, I th- did you have that that uh, video? No, no. Oh, we're gonna I have that have for that you one. next week. Yeah. But um, I do want to point out that um, the guy that at the um, was giving the military press conference at the beginning. It's in 1960, actually. Oh, that was 1960. Yeah. What What's his name again? Uh, Donald Kehoe. Oh, right. Major, Major okay. Donald. Kehoe. Oh, right. So. <clears throat> Wait, was he? He's one of the MJ twelve. No, 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 no. That's Donald I, Menzel. Uh, you, oh, okay. And, this is this is the, I know the I've whistleblower. Heard his last name a couple of times. Kehoe, yeah. 
Yeah, you're always- he's a. Uh, I used to call him the, when it, with the last name Keyhole. I said, "Oh, he's the key yeah, yeah. to the to the to the uh, answer of whether they're keeping this from us." And uh, mm-hmm. his, his books are quite uh, informative. Uh, if you can ever find one, uh, you know, I uh, I'm so happy to acquire some of these books, uh, which I I diligently uh, looked for uh, for years, and uh, you know, I never thought I would have such a uh, an extreme collection of books but then again when i read about jackie gleason's collection i mean i saw how many more books he had it looks kind of like harry potter's library in here it's dusty a little bit dusty yes the books get a little (laughs) dusty because they're here for years you know and uh i use them for for recollection sometimes and it pays to uh reread some of these books because the information that that i've read over the years are so um uh, similar to one another that the the cases blend into each other and <laughs> kind of uh, like the uh, pyramid bricks huh? mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but yeah. kehoe said he when he, he was talking about the pilots is that me again i'm sorry <laughs> excuse us we have some aliens that are calling he was us. talking about the pilots again oh yeah um, and how they're and, and the airlines are freely allowing you know <laughs> Didn't he say something along those lines? Yeah, like, the pilots are being allowed <laughs> to fly the planes with the passengers across the Pacific. Uh, you know, they feel safe, and uh, there's no problem. But, yeah, uh, but as we know, they're not allowed to report the stuff. But in in one of his books, he has a uh, a list of uh, you know contents in the uh, chapters, and uh, one of them is uh, listed as the CIA takes over. You know, and. And you think about it, wow, a book that long ago is getting involved. An agency like the CIA is getting involved in this subject so long ago. You think about 1960 to now. They weren't around so long. They were just formed right before. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was was an intelligence agency, but not, not an. Not until true. Let me rephrase Mm. that. It was a an intelligence gathering uh, function, and it wasn't put into an agency as until 1947. So it existed prior to 47 as an intelligence gathering system, but it wasn't formulated into the CIA officially until after the Roswell uh, recovery began. And, uh, you know, all, all the... Uh, the evidence points to it, the overwhelming evidence. Yes, uh, and the only crazy lady agrees. She said the CIA doesn't want peeps to know. That's right. They want to keep the sheeple, not the people. Now, Donald Kehoe, being a whistleblower, uh, very few of them at that time, especially military people. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they're very dedicated. And, yeah, they follow, they, they follow know, the public. Uh, policies of the uh, they would be less they would be less likely to maybe go against the grain I don't know but as you as you reflect and you think back on what I've said about uh, Eisenhower Mm -hmm. him being a military whistleblower in a in a in a way a less less uh, how would you say less likely to really reveal everything he he would be he would be. Um, yeah, you would think so. 
you know, he, he what he what he did when he left he warned, office, but he didn't really reveal. Right. You know, he, he, he he sort of like tiptoed around it mm-hmm. by using the expression military industrial complex. And yeah. that's a broad, a broad word, a term, but it, 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 it to the people in ufology uh, and other fields, they understand what that term refers to. And, and uh, I, I specifically know what the Eisenhower briefing document meant when he, when he probably read it, uh, you know, it, it really probably raised his eyebrows uh, quite a bit, but uh, along with Donald Kehoe, I'm sure that they they may have both spoke because they're both military and they're both uh, interested in the subject. And he seemed uh, alarmed, kind of alarmed when he made the the speech. You know? Yeah, yeah, because the fact that he was hesitant about coming directly outside and saying we are hiding this information because of such and such a reason. No, he, he tiptoed around it and, and said that, that the that the um, the handling of, of information in, in, in the way that uh, causes I tell you suspicion. What. Should and, we play it again? It's only a, it's like a, just over a minute. Yeah. Now this is the. It's a minute and a half. Yeah, it's it's worth listening to again. Yeah, I, I just it's there's a lot in that minute and a half, and I just kind of want to hear about that. You want to set it up one more time? Yeah, sure. What do we? Major Kehoe. Donald Major Kehoe. (laughs) He's a major dude. Here we go. Some type of device which is ahead of us, far ahead of us, and is probably controlled by a highly advanced superior civilization. Now, this is a conclusion which I personally have stated and is shared by some members of our Board of Governors and advisors, not all of them. But it has reached to the point where many people in the Air Force have the same conclusion. In fact, the Air Force at one time had a top secret estimate that these things were interplanetary spaceships. So you will see that this, instead of being a uh, subject for ridicule and a big joke, actually is a serious matter which could affect the lives of all of us. According to the... Okay, that's what I meant by alarm. I mean, he's... I mean, he's kind of sounding alarmed. Mm-hmm. And he's also a little nervous, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, he, he, it's, uh, he, he must he's got gonna, a big group there that he's speaking to. You know how, how you feel in slow motion sometimes? I bet he was There's a big that. group there that he's speaking mm-hmm. to. Yep. It's, uh, let me play the second half here. United States Air Force, in following a policy which is set probably fairly high in the Pentagon, there are about 250 or 300 extremely incompetent airline and military pilots in this country. They're carrying passengers, they fly across the oceans, and uh, they seem to be quite safe. The airlines let them continue to fly, even though they have reported UFOs. Now, this is not an attack on the Air Force spokesman or the project spokesman. They are simply following orders to explain away all UFO sightings as quickly as possible when they become public, and deny that UFOs really exist. Oh, man. We were, That's something else, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing when you hear it from someone up on the uh, in the top of the military uh, ladder, um, especially uh, an author like uh, 
Don Quixote. He must not live long after that. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can imagine what he's not even telling you. I mean, this is what he's telling you. What Imagine what he's holding back. I think, you know, often hmm. on this show, that's that's what we end up kind of, that we find that's interesting to us, at least hopefully everyone else, is these little tidbits, that kind of like leaks of information, mm -hmm. little gleams of the truth that... that um, Where it all points to, hmm. you know. I mean, it, it, individually, that it doesn't look like a cover-up, but collectively, it certainly does, and uh, that's the aim of this podcast. And uh, I, 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 I thirst for questions from the listeners. Does anybody deny that we uh, are being visited? Yeah. Send your questions, uh, comments to UFOs top secret at protonmail.com. We're going to take a really short break. Thank you for being here. We will be right back at you with more above top secret stuff about UFOs <laughs> with Bob Bria. Welcome back. Uh, let's try that again. I love, I, I really, I love this pod being live music uh, queuing system. Uh, I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, wa I'm wanting to uh, speak about a book that uh, I, I spoke briefly about uh, in, in a past episode. And, uh, and this is a little bit of a current event, too. We're just going to take a little diversion for a moment here. Yeah, diversion, but it's still related to this subject. And uh, it's important because of the, uh, the situation that our, our planet is in right now with this uh, masking and uh, viruses and uh, where they come from. And there's a book out called Alien Viruses, and uh, it concerns... Uh, the interest of uh, all of the nations in uh, in our world in uh, bio warfare, you know, for a method of uh, attack and defense, not just weapons of uh, bullets and guns, but virus uh, warfare and the application of these uh, viruses. And as, that's been as covered a, in, in in Hollywood. Oh yeah. And these, these applications for, for virus warfare uh, certainly apply 
to the situation we're generally uh, looking at right now with uh, the question of where this virus originated. And is it actually a bat virus? Is it? He goes into that in this book? Well, no, not, not actually that he, he goes into the, the uh, area because the book was, was put out just before mm-hmm. the uh, virus uh, hit. But yet when you read it, it reads like it was written yesterday. Right, right. Because that's the, what I really meant. Our, our country and many countries, China included and Russia, have these labs where they study virus uh yes and, and bio was, warfare was, right that was happening well before COVID 19 that was right even uh, sars was a coronavirus and was from a bat at least so uh, the manipulation of uh, of viruses for for weaponry is is uh you know is is a is a very um scary <laughs> scary way to, to to think of uh warfare because we're so used to thinking of uh, bullets and bombs dropping out of the sky but uh Biowarfare is highly effective, as we as we see in this uh, virus attack that we're experiencing uh, with the use of the masks and the vaccines and the uh, the decision to study these uh, viruses have gotten out of hand. And so, there's a so, lot of vaccine mm-hmm. uh, labs in the world. There's not just a handful. There's many many labs classified and unclassified the cdc runs their own labs and yet we have labs in area 51 know about and the ones we don't maybe don't know about Mm -hmm. too um we know what happened after the war after the you know there was also a concern after the retrieval of the roswell um yeah i was wondering how did he where does he get this the historical part from how where is he going where is he coming from? Well, his background uh, it stems from uh, his interest in the subject uh, in early days, and he, he became uh, associated with uh, people in the field, including Stanton Friedman. And uh, when the uh, Eisenhower briefing documents uh, were leaked, uh, they, they crossed his, his path for uh, analysis because uh, amongst the other things that uh, Dr. Wood uh, was uh, uh, accomplished in was uh, documentation of uh, papers. And uh, he was brought in as an an analysis for documentation on on the MJ-12 papers. And uh, his analysis really uh, was uh, really (laughs) instrumental in confirming uh, the uh, believability of these documents, everything from the paper, from the print, from the typeset, and the uh, the psychological aspects of the document. So his his connection to these documents and the field of ufology are very important. So when I started to read this book on the viruses, I was kind of curious about what he was really aiming to uh, mm-hmm point out. And uh, as I read more and more of the chapters on uh, biological warfares and uh, germ bombs, and uh, I just became a little nervous of that I was reading about a, a virus that may have come from 
dealing with these creatures because we, you know, we forget that our our, our uh, immunity system is based on earthly <laughs> earthly things. You know, right. it's not based on protecting personally beer in um i think pizza uh, it's a couple of things uh, more things like it that. doesn't protect us against extraterrestrial uh <laughs> you know uh conditions so um there was a concern early in the uh recovery process of the roswell crash that um there was some contamination uh being uh conducted and done so there was a lot of well, yeah. There was reported very well. Maybe they were just it was precautionary. You know, in the in the second re- revealed uh, leaked document, the SOM one hundred and one document reveals um, contamination sh- suits worn by the uh, the retrieval like groups. <laughs> yeah, like hazmat suits being or worn the by the retrieval. <laughs> groups which is you know indicating that there's there was a photo of a bunch of those too if i remember right mm-hmm. wow. and, and the fear of dealing with uh, something like that that they have to put a suit on you know a biological suit that what were they afraid of you know uh, mm-hmm. and yet there's there's uh, descriptions in certain books that i have that in in cases where they were not wearing these biological suits the people were getting. Oh, look at the kimono. Is it the kimono dragon that it, the, the saliva is actually poisoned the human? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Black widows. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, other creatures here on Earth that are. Their their breath I don't alone. Know if it's a their breath alone. You know. Well, the the um, I believe that the if if, if it is the kimono dragon, um, uh, that's the one where it, it is the back. It's a bacterial thing from their mouth that kills you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you know, we 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 we're kind of a little bit naive in, in our estimates of of these uh, contaminants. You got to watch out for. I mean, and, and the scary part is that how do you, how do you, you know, yeah, a shield and a sword don't work so well. Yeah, I mean, a mask doesn't work so well. <laughs> just, just the way that that the the author prints the the underneath the word alien viruses, he prints. Crashed UFOs, MJ-12, and bio-warfare. And that, folks, is the exact way that you get Mr. Bob Bria to buy that book. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> should... It's right up your alley. <laughs> I should get a percentage on there's promoting no way you're not gonna. Book. There's no way you're going to walk past that book. <laughs> yeah, this book really got my attention. And and actually, it kind of got me a little uh, scared because I, I started to think, well, geez, did this virus come from a... A lab in Wuhan, China, or or did it uh, originate from outer yeah. space? Hmm. Or are they working with a VAT virus to try to combat a virus that could exist? That's interplan an interplanetary virus. We'll and, have to try to get him on the show. Yeah, I would if love to either hit either Mr. Wood really or his son. Nothing. His son has also been very uh, involved in the. Uh, uh, authentication of the uh, documents, so he he's heavily involved in the uh, subject as as much as I just his think father. it would be mind opening too. You know, it's something that, and I think that's when you have that scared feeling. That's that's what it is. It's stuff that you haven't contemplated before. Harsh. Which is another reason why we we're trying to reach out to uh, Linda Moulton Howell because we want to get some feedback Fingers on crossed. her. Fingers crossed, but um, yeah, we give we're, her. 
big props for all the research she's done. She's amazing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get uh, an answer from her, and we're gonna do a little interview on uh, the podcast, and we're gonna ask her some questions about this particular book, whether she has read it, and how does she feel? Uh, you know, where and that's in her background is the cattle mutilations is one of her mm -hmm. specialties. So when you think of DNA, <sighs> yeah. Well, when when I was at her home in Pennsylvania over twenty five years ago. I asked her that very question as to why would these cattle be examined? For what purpose would, would, a, would a cow, not, not a sheep, not a bear, not a lion, not a dog, mm -hmm. why a cow? And her answer was, in her research, uh, she used to tell me um, when, I, when I was there, she told me, and also in, I've read in her books, that the, mm -hmm. the cow has a lot of... Uh, similarities to the system uh, of the human the uh, digestive system well it's more advanced than ours really i mean when you consider they make milk out of grass we can't do that right, right. <laughs> i wish know? i could do that be a, a manufacturer well, of they my chew own milk hundreds of times you know they chew and chew and chew and they transmute that the vitamins and minerals from that grass into you know it's a pretty amazing process yeah it sure is so uh, maybe that's the reason because of the the, the miracle of the, the cow's uh, uh, digestive system and, and hmm. to study it would be the ultimate animal. You know, I mean, there's other animals to study, but the cow interacts with the American human, you know, with the human being because of their, their byproduct that we utilize from them. You know, it's very how... How connected yeah, it, we are with the could, cow. You know, it could be just that it's something unique that's not on other planets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the way that these cows have been uh, mutilated, we, we say mutilated, but they're actually been surgically operated on, you know, and that's what's that's the real mystery um, about the, uh, yeah. the mutilation because it's a so-called mutilation. But actually, when you, when you look at the it's evidence... It's very precise clean. and clean, precision, like laser, mm -hmm. laser precision. Yeah. So that's what's kept Mrs. Howell involved in the research on these cows and yet, over the years. Even with laser technology, there would be blood everywhere. Right. These cows have been devoid of blood. So it's still happening today. It's it's pretty amazing. It's not really talked about, but it's it's yeah, a phenomenon yeah. that continues to happen. And if you Search out some photos and you, you know, there's some, some of, you'll see some similarities that are pretty, it, it, after a while it, start, it starts to get a little riveting. It's like, yeah, it, it gets whoa, a wow. little uh, uh, repeat, repetitive mm -hmm. because uh, uh, the similarities in the cuts on these uh, cattle, uh, when they die in these, under these particular circumstances, they all have these same similar uh, missing eyes, missing eyes, and the organs, Mouth. the 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 groin area is affected. Sexual you know. organs, yeah, yeah, and, and, and even though there's been propaganda saying, oh, it's a, it's a cult ritual and uh, this and that, but but what they don't mention is that the when these animals are, are found, they've never been approached by uh, other predators. Yeah, there's no markings in the surrounding. They don't want to. Uh, yeah, the of, coyotes don't want to go near these cows. Of, of any blood over leaves or anything, there's it's clean. It, it doesn't look 
trampled upon. There wasn't a group of people that, that there would have been markings. There would have been footprints. They never find any of that except in a couple of cases which was probably planted, like crop circles, fake crop circles. And wherever they have found the, the, the mutilated cow, the remaining cattle that are in the uh, pasture or the ranch well, will not go near won't that. go that, within a certain radius. Yeah, stay away from it. And, and that's and so instinctual for an animal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very uh, mysterious yeah, to me. Yeah, that is. And there's been sightings of objects. And this is a, a pattern. Yeah, and the ranchers are sick of this. Because they, they, they're losing... It costs them a lot, yeah. costs them money. I mean, it, once like in a while to lose a cow is nothing. But if There's these, these ranchers like are saying... If right? each rancher talks to one another uh, occasionally... But wasn't there like 20, at a, 20 or 40 at a time a couple of times or something like that? There's been numerous uh, larger numbers than one, you know. And it's, it's when the different ranchers get together and they discuss it. And they say, oh, you had one too? And they say, oh, yeah, I had two last month, you know. Is that where, cow, where the cow flies over the moon comes from? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but... Uh, it's awful. It's an awful problem for the uh, for the cattle owners because uh, they lose money. These cows don't uh, come cheap. <laughs> Nobody said being a cowboy would be easy. Yeah. Well, the only one that seems to do any investigative work is uh, Linda Moulton Howell, and she's certainly done a, a, an exquisite uh, job on the research on these uh, cows. Documentation. Documentation, yeah. video, close-ups, interviews with doctors and veterinarians. And, uh, you know, she's just brushed aside, as as, as other people are. If, with. If you're taking those certain parts, though, they, ha- they must have a certain use or a certain something in them has a certain use. There's something that they extract from them which could even go down to the DNA level for all we know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which gets us back to Mr. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the subject is, uh, is quite uh, puzzling because the agenda, as I've said, uh, for these uh, creatures is uh, obscure. And unless that, that agenda has been made more clear over the years and it's more dangerous now, that they that the authorities know more of what the agenda is about, which keeps this subject classified. And if the interest in the nuclear issues of uh, uh, of humans is of interest to these creatures, and we 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 are avoiding that that attention that they are giving it, that uh, we're fools because. We we see that these these objects have been recorded over these power yeah. plants. They've they've even be uh, they've even been uh, attached to the uh, the sixty five blackout in New York, which was the, they've been photographed over the, the White House, <laughs> and they've been photographed over the White House in nineteen fifty two. So, uh, but what does Wood say about? What if the virus? I mean, if the virus landed with these crashed aliens, if you believe in what happened to Roswell, the the virus would still be on Earth. Well, the virus associated with the with their presence, or so, could it still be. So could I mean, if there's if the hypothetically, if you if you want to make a scenario, say say these craft are 
uh, relatively uh, located all around the planet, right? And they're hiding in different locations uh, under the water and in, in the mountains of Alaska. Who knows? But uh, they're here somewhere. They're either here on the moon or they're here on, a, on an orbiting uh, space station or something out in, out in space. But uh, they're definitely here and they're watching uh, our, our progress. And I'm sure that they're interested in uh, what we're going to do about this uh, nuclear problem that humans seem to have. And uh, the, the possession of these weapons are... Are, are no longer um, tolerated by these creatures because they've made uh, I mean, movies they're, they're, uh, based on this, uh, this speculation that the, the movie, the famous <clears throat> movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, hmm. has a very poetic uh, message in it and, it, and it's based on the nuclear issue of mm -hmm. uh, humans playing with weapons that uh, could affect the whole universe i mean i've heard some people talk about new you know nuclear destruction uh, well being related to metaphysical you know going into other realms mm -hmm. other well the um, splitting of the atom mm -hmm. can actually affect different dimensions right that's what i'm getting and at. I, uh, i'm not a heavy physics guy but but astro i've heard statements from astrophysicists who have said that because that uh, planetary destructions have happened in space uh, and, and on our own planet over time, there's evidence that our planet has been destroyed and uh, in, a, in a repeat cycle. And, and that phrase, we are destined to repeat ourselves or history, we're definitely, what's that statement that we always uh, use? We, uh, we're doomed to repeat ourselves. History repeats, <laughs> History itself. repeats itself. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's the phrase. <laughs> and and, and right. you know, in in, in logic, it, it's sad to say that, but you know, uh, Nero fiddled as Rome burned. It was an old saying, and uh, we have a president today who's almost uh, not a fiddler, but uh, he's certainly been. Uh, not doing his uh, best. To, Fuddler, maybe? <laughs> Fumbler? A fumbler. <laughs> it's a bumbler? Best bumbler. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, hate, I hate to go into the politics. It doesn't matter outside. anymore. I mean, it's just a guy in a suit. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the uh, the consequences of, of uh, using these weapons are uh, become obsolete, I think, once, once we analyze the destruction aspect of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, I mean, you look at Kentucky, what happened uh, last week, uh, multiply that times, uh, you know, 100, <laughs> and add the, uh, the other effect of uh, atomic radiation, uh, and you have a, uh, an unusual weapon. You know, the weapon worked to stop the war, but it also showed the world that uh, these weapons can never be uh, applied. And despite the, uh, the action of the Iranian government to, to try to repossess uh, an advanced uh, program in, in weaponry, they're, they're not going to get that way. The, the United States is going to prevent them from getting an atomic weapon. But still, we might get hit with the alien virus. Yes, and that, that's why this, there's a lot of things at play. <laughs> and uh, it, we, don't know, we don't know why the Space Force was uh, put into effect, but uh, it may have some relevance to uh, protecting us from uh, E.T., you know?
Yep. And history repeats itself just like this podcast does. Yes. It repeats itself. Um, Once a week. Yeah. We try to give you new information. Tuesdays. Even if we do repeat ourselves, we, we feel sometimes it's well worth it. 6.30 p.m. on the Podbean Live app. 8 p.m. on other formats. On the third planet from the sun. To all our earthlings and earthling types. And the aliens can listen to if they like. That would be cool. I'd like to interview one or two. Yeah, ask them what they're up to. Using the podcast technology, though, you know, so we don't have to actually be in the same room. Shout out to uh, our listeners, Brianna and uh, Millie and Kat and Luke. Shout out to you guys. We, we'll see you soon. Just, okay. la- just land already, you know? Come on down. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you. This has been another hour of UFOs. Why are UFOs top secret? Thank you for tuning in, people. We call it UFOs top secret for short, so. Yeah, it sure is.